Hello, and welcome back to the Quarter Life Crisis QLC. I'm your hostess, Shahed Mamalchi, a 20-year-old medical student trying to keep her life together in the middle of a pandemic. Join me and my guests as we openly discuss the reality that our schools never teach us. That's from feeling behind and lost in life, burnout, overthinking, and so much more. So grab a snack if you want, go on a drive, whatever you need to do to stop stressing for a second and just enjoy the episode. Welcome to QLC with me. All right, welcome to episode two of QLC. I hope you enjoyed the first one as much as I enjoyed making it. I'm very excited to speak to my second guest today, Nicole Shuda. Hi, Nicole. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's the start of the day for you and the end for me. Um, how is your day going yeah. so far? So far, it's been great. Um, I started 11 a.m. with my first client of the day. Um, and then I had another client afterwards after I finished that client. And then now I'm on to Shahad's podcast. I'm so excited to be on here. She's a business queen. She's doing it all. And honestly, I just realized it's March. So it's so nice that we're starting, like I'm starting this whole thing fresh in March, my birthday month. So it's going to be a good Woo! month. It's going to be a good episode. We're manifesting it all, all of it. So guys, let me introduce you to Nicole, our guest of the evening. So Nicole is founder and owner of Shada Beauty, where she offers beauty services for specifically, but not limited to eyebrows and lashes. She's best known for her amazing lash lifts and tints. She runs her own Instagram page for her business at Shweta Beauty, that's S-I-U-D-A Beauty, where she has built up an amazing, I think anyway, an amazing community of confident and self-loving women. Her business is relatively new, so I'm super excited for her to tell us all about her journey to her current success and growth at only the age of 22. So Nicole, welcome officially to the Quarter Life Crisis podcast. Thank you for having me. I appreciate being here. How was that intro? Did I do you justice? Good. No, you did great. Perfect. It's good that you like study, you're studying everything and like you have your things like set, you have a script in front of you. Yeah, like I have like a very rough script, but for this oh, intro, okay. I'm introducing the guest, aka you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotta make sure I get it as good as possible, you know? It was great. It was great. Thank you. But honestly, I never thought we'd be uh, talking, let alone like on my podcast. Oh. Guys, me and Nicole have known each other from high school. We never really got to talking until we both really graduated. But it's just like mm-hmm. this type of supportive friendship where we don't really hang out in, in real life. Yeah, it's so interesting because I don't I ever know. recall like meeting you or like the yeah. first conversation. But it was just like all love right away. I don't know I what know. happened there, but cool. We don't really talk much, but we're ca- mm-hmm. like I'm caught up on your life. I feel like you're caught up exactly. on mine. I think a lot yeah. of people have those friendships, but it's like low-key because of like Snapchat because we're on yeah. each other's private stories. Yeah. That's pretty shout much out to Snapchat it. private stories. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> shout out. It's literally the foundation of our entire friendship. Um, <laughs> and I feel like we genuinely both use it, like our private stories, to be private. Some people don't. Mm-hmm. So it's so like, I hate using that word, but it's so raw. And like, mm-hmm. we put know, everything on there. <laughs> we put everything on it's there. It's like my diary, like my video diary that it's my vlog. Select people. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I'm honored to be on it, honestly. It's my source <laughs> <Me> of entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> Good. 
good. Yeah, my life's entertaining sometimes. So yes. Yeah, guys. So that's that's pretty much our friendship. We just watch each other's uh, private stories and we reply to everything because mm-hmm. we're committed to it. It's yep. great, honestly. We mm-hmm. exactly. always to Snapchat, but we have a good, healthy friendship slash system going here. You know. I agree. I agree. Support is always there. Exactly. So um, you just talked about having customers or customers or clients, clients. customers, clients. clients. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. really like recently opened up for business again after the lockdown, after being shut down yes. for a few weeks or a couple um, months? It was a few months. Um, yeah. So in 2020, it was very on and off, um, whether we were open, being able to be open for some weeks and not others. Um, but mm-hmm. December is when they did a full lockdown. So I was closed from um, early December to about um, last week of February. I've been opened. I just opened last week. Um, yeah. So it was about two, three months of being closed, um, which isn't the best feeling. But in order to be um, getting back along into with everything it. that's happening. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So really, it's only been one week, but I'm sure there's yeah. been like a big change there's always a change with the pandemic, but how's the first week or so been back? Like what's different? Obviously a lot is, but what's new with the business for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say the first week was very exciting um, because I did a little um, kind of like a VIP kind of list for all my clients that have been with me previously or that are just very loyal clients. Um, So I put them on a private story on my Instagram in order for them to be able to book with me first, just because I feel like it's fair if you show me love and I feel like I should show love back. And my clients are very important to me in that way. So I respect them in that way. Um, so the first week back was so much fun because I got to see so many familiar faces. I got to see all the grown out brows and the lashes that needed to be <laughs> tamed and all that stuff. So it was really nice. Yeah, guys, um, going don't into the compare. Week, I'm excited as well because don't compare me Nicole's brows right now because obviously hers are on point <laughs> and I haven't seen a single person all hey, I just did my brows yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> they look great. Yeah, yeah, keep going. So- Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. No, 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 it's fine. So yeah, second week back, same thing. Um, I'll be seeing strangers faces again, which is also nice because the more brows and lashes I see, the more I can improve my techniques and everything like that. I love that. I love that. It's, I love that you've gotten support right away. I think it's, I think it's really difficult to adjust your business routine. I don't have that experience, but for me, it's because I study abroad, there's a routine for the, each country and then a routine for studying. But I can imagine that you have specific mm-hmm. rules, regulations, a set up a system before the pandemic. And then with the pandemic constantly changing, yeah. it's like not only you have to adjust, your clients do too. So well, I'm also very lucky too is because I um, operate an at-home business, yeah. I don't have to follow too many crazy um, regulations re- regarding inspectors and all this type of stuff. Obviously, I'm trained to clean where there's a huge part of our training is to be able to be clean because I'm dealing with um, when I wax your eyebrows, I'm dealing with open skin. Um, so there's much room for um, bad things that can happen. So we are trained very well to make sure everything is clean. So honestly, for me personally, I don't find the pandemic was too life-changing um, regarding my business because we're clean all the time. Um, yeah. We see one person at a time. It's not like, at least for me at my home business, I'm only seeing one person at a time unless they bring a friend or something. Um, so to me personally, nothing much has changed with the pandemic. It's just making sure that my clients are staying safe and making sure that I'm making 
the right moves um, in order for my clients to be safe as well. Yeah. Because if I don't have my clients, then I don't have my business. And obviously that's very important to me. I think it's just, it's nice having your home business because one, you're able to have that control of yeah, nobody exactly. else can like, obviously there are laws and with the pandemic mm-hmm. and stuff, but at the end of the day, it's your control. And I think it's so wholesome and it's cute yeah. that because I've seen through your Instagram page that people have been instantly, instantly showing love and supporting right away, which yeah. is literally mm-hmm. amazing to see. So like, t- tell me about that instant support. Were you expecting that at all? Or were you kind of nervous that it would take some time to get the ball running after being closed for a couple of months? How, what were you expecting really? Um, first week back, I was honestly, I was expecting a kind of boom of clients because I had my beautiful clients, my, they're so heartwarming, like literally during the whole time I was closed, I, they were either sending me messages saying, oh my gosh, my brows are so crazy right now. Or every time I would post just to post, um, they would either say something nice to me back or just, they always check up on me. And I think that's, that's what I love the most about my business is that I've made such a great relationship with my clients that I'm never really worried that I won't get the support from the people that have come to me in the past. But I think moving forward because um, COVID, um, I am a little bit hesitant, obviously, to bring strangers into my home because I don't see what they're really doing. And my clients, I kind of understand who they are and how they're careful. Um, But your your regular clients. Yeah, my regular clients. Yeah. So, yeah, I was a little bit concerned, but like um, with weeks um, coming forward, just because there are people afraid still of the pandemic, obviously, with every right reason to. Um, So I'm not worried about my loyal clients coming back. I'm more so worried about new clients wanting to come to me first. Yeah. And I think that's, if anything, that's an amazing concern to have that you're getting so much support that you kind of need to say. Yeah people like guys chill like let me get through my regular clients who have been waiting and damning me but of course like um people assume that comes easy but your current success and all like you started from somewhere like at the bottom Mm -hmm. so I've never ever asked you actually where did this idea even come from to enter like the realm of business and start a business at all where did you think? Mm-hmm. So for me, it was more so I didn't even honestly, I started my business in 2018. So I was only 18 years old at the time. And I was very young and dumb. And honestly, I started my business not wanting to create necessarily a business. I just wanted to offer beauty services on my friends. So I didn't really notice what I was doing at the time. Um, but now as I'm 22 years old, I definitely realized that um I have started a business and that I need to um, do the right things forward in order to grow my business and keep it successful because it's, in my opinion, it's very easy to start something. And um, if you get trained properly, obviously, and be good at it, but it's a different story when it has to be a prolonged um, thing. Like this is what my passion is. This is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. So it's very hard to um, kind of, just make sure I'm doing the right things in order to make it a long lasting uh, business, obviously. Like people, have you ever heard of like the saying, turn your hobby into the way you make mm-hmm. money or into a business? Yeah. You literally did mm-hmm. that. But at yeah. the start, you think, oh, I just want to 
help people and it was obviously just you it was honestly still, just a fun thing to do yeah yeah but then you think okay I'm actually good at this and whatever yeah. skills I feel like somebody has and if they are sort of unique and you can make money off of it figure mm-hmm. that out obviously you start somewhere you're not going to start yeah. charging hundreds or whatever charging anything right at the start but people think that it's it's quick easy and fast like oh let me become a business owner and be rich or start a mm-hmm. youtube channel and like be rich even starting a youtube channel people underestimate it but i've come to realize it's freaking hard you know there's a lot of things to think about yeah it's behind the it's scenes. the behind the scenes work that people yeah. don't see that yeah. is very hard yeah. um because it's very easy like when i i worked retail before and during i um i have to work retail right now because of the pandemic i was forced to get another job um yeah. so it's very easy to um at those type of jobs, you clock in and you clock out and your mind is done. You've done your job for the day. It's over. Um, but when you're running your own business, it's different because you're really, you never have the luxury or the relief feeling of necessarily clocking out. But I think that, I think the, um, what's it called? I think the idea that I'm able to be so independent and make every single decision I want regarding my business way overpowers the need for me to have that clocking out feeling um, because I am being successful on my own terms and I'm not um, aiding someone else's success. Yeah. You've, you've like mastered it at this point. Yeah. And I think that's, that's one of the main reasons I wanted to get you on this podcast because the whole point of starting it was really to humble myself in a way, Mm -hmm. because I know this podcast so far, it had really hasn't nobody even we're recording this guys you're listening nobody knows you're listening to this like probably march 16th um it's march 1st hello like you don't even know this is happening this is how far back we're going but it's a big learning curve for me um even you know that because i came to you like last week and i really had some trouble just figuring out if this is too weird or not typical of me to do and I was just nervous because I genuinely I genuinely respect you and your business so I was lost but I can imagine obviously Mm -hmm. it's a hundred times the the amount of humbling and work for you but (laughs) it's just a lot guys but anyways yeah um, like I told you last week like people don't know like you have a picture in your head that everything needs to be like this this and this yeah you have this huge vision And if there's missing parts, then you know that they're missing. But like I told you last week, your clients or your customers or your viewers that are going to be on this podcast, um, they don't know your perfect picture that's in your head. So it's like, don't beat yourself up (laughs) to have the picture portrayed because they don't even know what the picture is, you know? You know, it's funny you say that because the podcast is only like, what, five, 10 minutes in. And I'm already like, oh, I don't like the way I said this and that. But nobody, you didn't notice. You have to start you have yeah. to start because if you never start Less you never thinking can more keep going. doing yeah yeah exactly. exactly and and literally the first couple of years or even months of a business it's just straight up full cringe all the time like <laughs> yeah. you're just like I don't want to should I post this should I post this and it's just like just post it just post you it know. because someone in this world is gonna like it if you don't do it you'll never know type of thing exactly exactly. you know but you always like uh think of something and it takes you a long time to actually commit to it and get it started so mm-hmm. it's a great transition into my next question so how long from the time that you thought of whether it was your exact business right now but the thought that popped into your head until the very first day you announced or launched straight up beauty was it mm-hmm. what was the time frame like for you mm. 
Um, for me, so I started my business in November of 2018, um, but I wanted to do some sort of beauty service years before that. I yeah. think um, lash extensions started getting really popular. I want to say really around, popular. <laughs> yeah, very popular, like maybe around 20, what, 2016, 2015-ish. Mm. Um, so that's when I was, that was the first time I've ever really been introduced to a service that people are offering um, themselves at home so like people will get trained and they will have home businesses and before that I never knew that I thought a business had to be a brick and mortar type environment where you have a studio or Me something too. like that yeah. and yeah and you pay the rent fees and the whatever fees to own the studio um, but when I found out that people were doing lash extensions from their houses um, I was like oh my gosh I want to hop on that like I can do it from my house I can um, do my friend's lashes. All my friends are going to love me for this. Um, but I didn't have the space to operate my, the business that I was wanting to operate. Um, because we lived in a, a different house prior, I'd never had an extra bedroom. And um, I really, really wanted that extra bedroom to have a secure space okay. for my clients to feel comfortable in. Because before I started my business, I was getting my extensions done Um for a, like maybe a year and a half, two years before. And I would always try different women um, because I was very curious to see how they run what they're doing um, versus how others run it. So I didn't personally like going into someone's home and they have a lash bed in the middle of their dining room. Like to me, that's just like, yeah. what is going on here? <laughs> like, okay, cool. Like, get are you watching TV? Or what is happening? Like, yeah. I get it. It may be hard sometimes. And I know the beginning stages of the business, like, it is cringe. You got to do what you got to do just to start. Yeah. Um, but I really, really wanted to respect my clients and have a separate space. Um, so I would say probably around 2016, I was starting the grinding gears of me thinking about what I kind of wanted to do and how I wanted to do a business. Um, but then we finally moved to this home in 2018 where I had a separate bedroom. Um, so I was able to actually finally start and start the room and make it all cute in order for my clients to feel nice and comfortable. Wow. So really, it took a whole two years, a different yeah, house. Uh, yeah. And, and I, I love- A I, new city, I guess. Yeah, a new city. Um I found it really interesting that you said that you went first and got other people to do your lashes. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I knew. You're looking there, like, hmm, let me see. Hmm, how can I be better at this? Than yeah. You? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which and is, I think everyone retail, should do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and two working retail before that. Um, I started off as a cashier in retail, and then I made my way up to assistant management, and that made that taught me a lot about even just business in general too, because I was able to see how what was wrong and what wasn't wrong, even um, in small senses, like if a customer is unhappy with something, um, there's not much you can really do in order to improve that their visit or their experience. But when I operate my own business, if a client is not happy with something, I can make, I have full discretion on what I want to do when what happens. Again, it's your in 100% in your control. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. But you know what happens where like your story you summarized it it sounds amazing Mm -hmm. and you're successful and everything but what happens like even for me who I consider myself to be quote-unquote motivated I know you know Mm -hmm. I have an end goal and stuff like that but we have this idea where like first we take everything super seriously we get super excited I'm gonna do this every day I'm gonna commit and then like slowly it's just like I guess the momentum 
just fades away and then it's like the back of our heads but mm-hmm. it happens with everyone who's trying to get into anything like whether it's well yeah business for sure. and or- i experienced that um because over the summer when covid hit really hard and we were in full lockdown we weren't able to do anything i did start a business um doing resin arts and resin jewelry and stuff like that which I was very happy at the time, but looking back now, I realized it was something I definitely rushed into. And I think the important thing for an entrepreneur to learn is that you're going to have a million ideas in your head, but you really need to be strategic on which ideas you're going to go full through with. Um, because it you doesn't can't be look- doing everything you have to pick an like yeah a like you niche. have to kind of pick something yeah and yeah. I don't want to be that person that's like just pick something and stick with it because I'm not that person if I don't like something I'm not going to stick with it mm-hmm. um, but it's very important to start small and don't um, try to grow and don't try to do things really fast because it's great advice for me yeah I'm yeah taking, at least I'm like writing yeah. this down yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I rushed into my jewelry business and yeah. at the end of the day I started hating it afterwards because it was something that I rushed into and you started you resenting really it yeah exactly yeah. exactly I feel that but with yeah with shoot beauty because I'm also such in the beauty space like I wear makeup every day mm-hmm. um I was playing with dolls as a young kid I have an older sister that's six years older than me so I was always able to see how she applied makeup or how she was trying to make herself look better so I yeah. think having an older sister um opened me up to the beauty industry a lot faster too even though she's like the complete opposite of me where she doesn't really wear too much makeup and stuff anymore um yeah. as a teenager she obviously every teenage girl wants to look pretty whatever having an older yeah. sister in general just makes just opens up your brain so much especially yeah. an older sister mm-hmm. doesn't really necessarily mean if you have an older sister that wears makeup you're gonna go do the same thing but she just kind of expands mm-hmm. your brain I don't know why it's just seeing yeah it gets looking, it going it gets the viewing her from afar going. it's like oh you know um <laughs> so mysterious I know like and I'm an older sister now so then it's being it's being done to me so it's kind of weird I'm, I'm mm-hmm. inspiring change I guess but uh, <laughs> we were talking about <laughs> basically courage to be able to start a business that's the whole yeah. point mm-hmm. it and takes a lot. yeah it's some people well a lot of people have ideas it's just different to fully committing so in regards to finally Mm -hmm. getting it together and doing it starting your business what was the moment for you when you thought okay I'm fully committing I'm doing this let's go what do you remember that was like for you um I wouldn't say there was an exact moment where because I worked retail and retail is a very exhausting mentally exhausting job um there was never a moment like I am gonna go full throttle in my business up until January last year I um, left my retail job wasn't being treated well um, oh, yeah. for the work that I put in I know um, so I'm very I'm the type of person that's I, I will work very hard for you yeah like I'm the type of person where I will work very hard for you because I don't like confrontation I don't like when I do something wrong I don't love the feeling of doing something wrong I actually hate it it's revolting Same. so yes when it comes to your own business there's not really much you don't, I feel like there's not, you don't have that feeling too often of like, I'm doing something wrong because you're in, you're so in control of everything. So I think January of last year was a very eye-opening experience for me because I realized how much my clients actually really loved me. And I realized the support that I was getting was Mm -hmm. nothing compared to the the nice kind words that you get sometimes from your manager that says, oh, good job. Like that, 
it's so surface level it means nothing to me when i go home and it means means nothing yeah it means it means nothing to you when you see your paycheck and you see you're making minimum wage yeah especially i've had some terrible managers especially when you look at your paycheck and it doesn't add up to the amount of hours you've done and you're like i'm quitting you suck you like you suck exactly if any of our past managers are listening to this Mm -hmm. you suck (laughs) yeah you suck big time big time (laughs) but yeah so yeah yeah, i just hated the i hated the and over time i started just getting very exhausted over the environment of working for somebody else because even though as a business owner you're not able to like I said clock out before it's a much better feeling knowing that I'm in so much control and nobody can tell me that I'm doing something wrong or not their way or whatever your own working pace I guess everything yeah that too and it's just like nobody can tell you their opinions and you're like a lot of the times I'm not interested in a random person's opinion obviously I hear the opinions of my clients and those are the people that mean the most to me because those Mm. are the ones that are supporting me but when it comes to just like um random managers talking about something like it's such a surface level environment where I just yearn for more deep connections I just love the fact that I'm so close and my clients and me have so much respect for each other which is does not come in retail yeah I guess that's we can relate on that because obviously there's a limit to like I'm in medical so there's a limit to the relationship Mm -hmm. or friendship really I can have with my patients but I love that part even though I'm not really the most I am social but I'm not like the most you know extroverted like I want to speak to everyone every second yeah Mm -hmm. which is I know you're not like that either we share that yeah yeah that's the fun part about running your own business is because although I'm not social and although like Mm. my business I have to I have to essentially be social because I have to sell my um, service I have to sell my products I have to um, entertain my clients while they're here so it's just even though I'm it's very weird that I'm not social but I have to be so social in my business so but it's like it just hits like a different type of feeling it's not like the social where I have to go see all these random friends or whatever it's Mm -hmm. like I'm social for a reason and it's not just to be social to be social you know yeah being social to be social with friends like that's not really a main it's it's a different type of like it's like you want to socialize because you're helping out this person it's a different type of connection yeah when you're just socializing to go out with a group it's like uh, half the time I personally don't like being in groups I don't want to be here Mm-hmm. But you're launching a business, so your clients like yeah. it's like you're kind of inclined. The inner, if it's meant for you, the inner mm-hmm. business person in you yeah. just gets it done. But post launch, yeah. so like, I like we're going through your timeline basically of your entire mm-hmm. business. So post launch, what was that like? And I'm I'm asking specifically because I know even for me, like I'm excited to do this and start this, mm-hmm. but it's human nature to kind of feel like oh I'm what is this person what would this person think what does this person say when I'm not around Mm -hmm. what do they think but how did people that you knew personally perceive your business when you first kind of publicly Mm -hmm. launched yeah so when I first started I got amazing support from my friends and I got support from my family which is a nice feeling but it was an interesting feeling with the lack of support going back to my other retail job so Mm -hmm. It was interesting because people tend to, they 
love to sort of like downplay what you're doing, which was kind of a weird feeling because in other terms, we were all like this very big, happy family. But looking back, I can see that they love, they like to downplay. And even if they were doing it unintentionally or intentionally, um, there was a lot of like, but how do you think you're going to make this worthwhile? Or how are you going to, how do you think? Yeah, that, I guess. I honestly, Mm -hmm. if you're like 45 years old at a retail store, then maybe. Yeah, all power to you, but I'm getting out. And because, yeah. exactly and that's the thing what I noticed it was funny to see how they supported me so much in every other aspect of my life but when it came to my business it was more so of like um what's the word like they just doubted me like which was like I get it like obviously they had my best interest maybe in their um mind of like she might not be able to do this long term or whatever whatever Mm -hmm. but in the beginning that's not what people need to hear like when you start a business you're already have so much doubt in your own head you don't need to hear doubt from others it's really not needed like I it's really not but it was up to me to see how I felt about the people that doubted me because at the end of the day they're still at that retail store and I was I before COVID I was very lucky to have enough clients to where I supported myself without having to work a job somewhere else that's right and I supported myself so it's like (laughs) a round of applause for you honestly but you know I feel as though like um I'm not I don't want to be that person that bashes where they come from but our cute little small town um which we both are out of right now but a lot of people didn't have small businesses well in high school or right after graduation <laughs> or even have the idea to you're the first I really remember fully yeah. like other than um I, like rappers I guess that is a serious business in some other way mm-hmm. but you're the first I really like this type of business to like personally <laughs> they're all gonna come for me now <laughs> you're the first to professionally do it and no seriously- it's fine they can't rap they can't rap <laughs> Hey, uh, so you never. The they thing they is, need a reality check. The thing is, you never know. They could. You never know, really. So I just, I just watch from afar, and I'm like, you do you. Um, but yeah, I was gonna ask you basically, what gave you that courage to not, like, I guess, follow what everybody else is doing? Like, nobody does this. It's just like we see it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Did you ever think about how people that you knew personally might speak on your like abilities to do it? Yeah. So I think for me, it was kind of a unique situation because I wasn't necessarily the face of my brand. So the thing about the beauty industry is kind of nice is that I can make my clients the face of my brand. So it's not necessarily such I've never a thought personal of that. thing. Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily like I didn't need to necessarily get the courage in order to post myself because there really wasn't many opportunities where I had to post myself so I think now I'm actually going through the whole courage and making my face the face my making my face the face of my brand um, because I'm obviously growing older and I want people to know that my success is mine so the courage I'm dealing with right now I think it's going back to I think it's important to not be motivated but be more like disciplined like yeah. because I, I don't find, like, I don't believe in motivation motivation doesn't yeah matter. like exactly motivation will, will fail but if you mm-hmm. if you've made the choice to be disciplined and you've made the choice to do something you're probably more likely to do it so I've made the choice that I want to grow my brand so it, when it comes to that I have to put my face forward because there's really no other option 
Do so motivation isn't like you said, motivation doesn't really help you. It's about the choice and sticking to what you want to do, even though it, it is hard to with like uncertainty. Some people would rather never know mm-hmm. than actually start the business or this doesn't really apply to business. Only anything you want to do. It's better to try it if you think you actually could succeed at it, then just never, never do it. Cause um, I was going to segue into mm-hmm. this, but really slick way. But yeah, one thing I learned this week, you know, I'm all about my YouTubers and all that. You always see it. And so are you. I literally get my therapy from my YouTubers, but I learned yeah. mm-hmm. um, from this one guy. He's like a YouTuber, but also happens to be a junior doctor. Like he's in the UK and everything. His name is Ali Abdel he took a year off in 2020 from being a doctor mm-hmm. just because he's like i want to travel the world and then 2020 the pandemic happened mm. so he recently like talked about the book that changed his life or whatever and it's called four hour four hour work week by tim ferris but he said most people would rather choose unhappiness over uncertainty but people who succeed and don't follow the crowd actually have the courage to pursue uncertainty over happiness so basically we're so afraid of actually going after what we want because we Mm -hmm. think it's too unrealistic or too extra or you know i'd rather stay unsatisfied like oh what if i start a business one day or i wish i could be a this and that when really we should be seeing it as an opportunity that like not a lot of people get that thought in their head to actually start it so if you're getting that, you're there's something yeah, and I, yeah. in the universe that's like you need to go doing this and this, you know, like go after it. Like, why not? Who who really cares? Even though I was just saying I'm so nervous about this entire podcast, but I think now I'm no longer nervous. Now I'm like it's that excitement nervous where I want people to see yeah. how hard mm-hmm. I've worked at this. And it's like at that stage. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And right before that stage is the tough one. Is the tough stage where you're going through this entire mental yeah. mental battle that I'm sure you went through too. But now you are like content with your business. You're like, I know what I'm doing. There's like places mm-hmm. to grow, obviously, and things you can improve in. But like I said, motivation isn't isn't the key to that to what you're doing. I guess it's yeah, uh, for sure. It's mindset over motivation. Yeah. And I would say that's like a really good quote because yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of people are very comfortable with just following the crowd and there's mm-hmm. millions of studies that show like if one person does something, for example, if one person waits in a line, there's going to be a line starting behind them because that's what just yeah. the crowd is doing. So I definitely experienced that right after high school. Um so I never was a fan of school. Like I was bad at school. I But it was so weird because my teachers would be like, Nicole, you have so much potential. Like you, when you do the work, you're so great at it. When, because I would be the type of student that I wouldn't do anything all year round. But then at the end of the last month, oh, I handed in everything all at once. And it was like B plus, B plus, A minus, whatever, whatever. So it was like, my teachers were always like so mind like boggled with me because I really didn't show the effort but I I guess had the back knowledge or or something um so yeah so that was a very interesting for me after high school because I did end up going to um college to kind of follow the crowd because I thought that was the right thing to do and I only lasted about one month um because it was just not for me and I although at that time 
Um, I was kind of, I was very lost and very confused. My business was open and running, but I was not advertising myself properly. I was not promoting myself. Um, so my, the clients weren't coming in. So I just went, you know what? I'm just going to go into retail. I'm going to make my life out of retail because it's a secure job and I can keep going up from there. So my initial plan was to um, go up in retail because I already started as a cashier and I made my way up to assistant manager. So I figured I could do a couple more steps after that too. Um, But after going into management, I think it changed a lot for me because I was able to sit in the management meetings and I was able to sit in the management rooms or whatever and I just heard how things are discussed and how it's essentially like in those types of environments it's just let's make people happy minimum way like the absolute minimum way let's just make them happy so they can't complain after being in those management meetings I realized how like it was on a daily basis. It's like this tiny form of manipulation, just in my opinion, of just yeah. like convincing people that their lives it's are like fine, author- but not. authority, a sense of um, entitlement, a sense yeah. of overpowering over your your employees, yeah, making them fear you. Like I understand. Like, it's just weird. It's I just understand straight it's, up weird. Like these places, like um, like you know, if you work at McDonald's or walmart it's it's a whole corporation it's not just one clothing store that someone opened up and they need employees it's like there is things to do there's levels i don't really care there's level to this yeah i don't really care about how you're feeling about an extra shift because you have whatever this and this and that and responsibilities but yeah exactly it's like the work has to get done regardless yeah especially when we're like 16 whatever 16 19 20 like around that age, um, we're we're used to graduating. Well, it's very high easy to manipulate us. Yeah, like, in my opinion, like it's very easy for we're like, literally manipulated and- by our own teachers. Like I love a lot of my yeah. teachers, but the system is like graduate high school, go to university or college or some sort of post high school yeah. education, get a job and be yeah. successful, and like that's just the uh, yeah. the ABCD of life. But most people they. Most people, yeah. they choose university or college just because for me, I have to. I'm not going to go operate on a. Um, well, and that's what I tell people too. on a heart. Like, like, <laughs> go to school if you need to go to school, because there's yeah. different things that you need school for. And there's school things that you don't need school for. Like I, yeah. I just because I don't go to traditional school where I sit in a desk and learn something doesn't mean I'm not learning every day. I go on Instagram and I I take courses and I do whatever I need to do to learn the new techniques and the new product. It's a different type of school. Const- exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I do, I thrive more in more of an environment where it's like I learn something and then I'm quizzed on it or coursed on it or whatever, or tested okay. on it. So that's why I love the beauty industries because if I want to offer a service, I go get trained for that service. Um, I get a model, for example, a practice model. The trainer sees that I'm good at what I'm doing and now I can offer that service. Yeah, so there's advantages like, and disadvantages, I guess. Like you have yeah. the real life experience and physical, yeah. physical little business to back you up while most yeah. students... And that's, yeah, don't. I had to convince my parents, like, listen, if I want to be a doctor, then of course you need to go to school, please. You need to learn everything, you need to know everything. But it's like, there's, it's it's different for everyone. And I think the most thing I learned about post-secondary was, I think everyone should take a year off, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. You know, I was watching this video and this guy was saying, why is it not normal? Like, why is it not a normal? Why? 
that Why? at the age of 18, you want me, you want me right even. now, 17, to pick, to pick that I want to be mm-hmm. a lawyer at the age yeah. of 30 something. And yeah. I want to have two kids. And I want, and what, you, what and the at hell do I old, know? You don't even realize how much work it is to be a lawyer or to yeah. have kids or whatever, you know? Exactly. It's just, yeah, it's a disaster in my opinion. And it's different because like you are looked down upon, I guess, in a way mm-hmm. for starting, you started a business, but oh, you never went to university or college. So yeah. it's like, even though most students who are in on a path to business degree or have one usually don't have a stable business it's not easy they sit there they think how am I going to start a business I found yeah even in high school like when teachers would say this is like the thing that never made sense to me in high school Mm -hmm. when teachers would say oh I went to school for this but now I'm a teacher and I'm like what does that even mean I'm like so nobody goes to school for what they do like not a lot of people go to like people especially like in high school a lot of girls will pick the psychology courses or whatever and I'm yeah. like girl what are you gonna do with that though like, they make it sound like you have to choose right now that this undergrad yeah equals your future job but it's not yeah, like that exactly. there's people that do Nicole there's people that do arts as an undergrad and end up applying to law and medicine mm-hmm. you know it's whether they yeah. have a high chance or not of getting accepted eventually but they can still do it but did you come yeah you come that decision like to not attend anything after high school I guess while you were in high school like obviously obviously you said you went to a semester of college but yeah when you were in high school were you thinking I'm probably not gonna I, I can't I don't want to do this but I'm gonna try. yeah like I your thought process yeah, 100% 100% <laughs> yeah. because for me I always hated school mm-hmm. um everyone knew like in grade 12 like you wouldn't you see me in English class like probably maybe once a week just to do the minimum attendance it's just I just knew that it was I always knew that it was just it was not the right feeling. path for me yeah. yeah it was just exactly like a gut feeling of like I know that I'm I hate school like why am I gonna try like I'm very spoiled and like coming from the youngest being the youngest in the family like I am inherently spoiled a little bit and I do have more options maybe (laughs) um so I think because I am the youngest I've always been very stubborn in the sense of like if I don't want to do something I'm not going to do it so I think that's just always been my mentality so there was never a a day where I was like oh I don't want to go to school it was just like I don't like school. I don't want to go to school. I'm not gonna go to school. That's a very like good thing at that age to be able to realize because there is so much pressure mm-hmm. to feel like yeah, you're a failure if you're not gonna go here. He, yeah. Look at this guy. He's going to McMaster for this. Look at this girl. Did you like yeah. feel, I guess pressure while you were not deciding not to attend anything post high school, but you saw that your friends and other people around you are obviously yeah. I don't want to put you on the spot with that question but it's a big no-no topic for some reason in our society or whatever no no no. if you didn't go to university then you need help but I was interested to ask you that um I definitely felt the pressure to go to school only really from my mom like I honestly just wanted to make my mom happy and just like honestly shut her up feel that like I didn't want to hear her constantly saying like oh but you never went to school oh but you didn't go to school so I was just like you know what I'm just gonna pick this two-year program I'm just gonna freaking do it and then she can just shut up and after a couple like after the two three weeks that I was there I was like you know what like 
I don't live for my mother. Like, and as much as that sounds maybe bad or whatever, um, I live I, for I myself. I think the same way. And yeah, like okay. I, I'm going to do what I want to do. And it's funny when it comes to business because people are so doubtful in the beginning. But once the success is there, now my mom is so happy. She's so yeah. happy to see my clients. She's That's so adorable. happy to see me working because, and I think for parents, parents it comes they from, need something physical. They can't just let yeah. you go out there and day. They want to mm-hmm. see you like they want to know that when they go, you're gonna be good. Yeah, and I well, of course, it. because and exactly like it, obviously from your parents, it comes from the most like loving place ever. But because I'm not just sitting at home and I'm not lazy, I'm not doing nothing. Your parents will appreciate the fact that you're still doing something. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, one thing I was actually interested to ask you because we were talking about family. In your family, did you have anybody that is in business or with this type of career? Because none of my parents or are doctors or in healthcare. So Mm -hmm. it was difficult to like enter that path and commit. So what what about you basically? Um, so my parents are both their own business owners. So I don't know if it like maybe runs in the blood of us. Yeah. But um I think in like in because I'm Polish and my family immigrated from Poland to here in Canada. So Mm -hmm. I think in Poland, like or I maybe just in general in other countries, I find there's a lot of people that open businesses um because especially my parents come from such a small town. Like there's a lot of people in their small town parents such thing like that immigrant parents come out of the womb just ready for business and ready for hustle exactly 100 percent. but um i guess do you attribute your success to your parents then because they were in business or do you think it's more you your self-motivation that that you've been able to be a successful business owner i think it's a hundred percent me because as long as even though my parents are business owners they don't operate very like um, they're just very operating very basic services so there's not much like for my for example my mom cleans houses so there's really not much that she can now looking back like I look at her business and think of all the things she could do differently whether that's um, promote herself okay. online or whatever whatever so mm-hmm. I think um, seeing my family's businesses kind of not succeed um steadily over time and then kind of just being stagnant I think I learned a lot of lessons even subconsciously like as a younger child um of like I I will do this differently or I'm gonna do this differently because um the clients or whoever is gonna appreciate that a lot more and I think the rise of social media has helped me tremendously I was gonna say we have that to back us up yes exactly because our parents don't know what I feel like my parents don't know what customer service necessarily is. Nowadays, people are more in tuned with customer service rather than the service. Like, honestly speaking, and even starting out, I find that, for example, in the beauty industry with lashes, when you start out, you're not going to be that good. You're probably not going to be that great until you practice a lot more or you got trained by someone that's really good. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I think it's very important to like just notice that um, just start even if you're not going to be that great, the customers or clients sometimes um, rely more on how you treated them and how you made them feel in the whole experience rather than sometimes the service. Obviously, the service is uh, tremendously important. And it obviously, be the service great. is the main thing. Like, you, obviously, you, you're not like just a, yeah. diving into it. There's probably like certifications like or there's a report courses you, you have to do. Clients. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, your yeah. clients will start to trust you. And if you make a little mistake, they understand it's a human error. Like it can happen. 
Mm -hmm. Um, so I think customer service for me is one of my very, very strong traits, which I think will help me a lot in the success of my long-term business. Yeah. But what do you, what do you like for your own business? Where do you see it going in the next, whatever, couple of years? Do you see yourself staying as basically just by yourself type of thing, running Mm -hmm. it all by yourself? Or do you see it expanding in the future, hiring people, hiring content creators or employees what do you see um right now because i even though my business has been running for the last two years i still believe i'm in the very 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 beginning stages because this is my first year where i'm really like this is my full-time job this is what i'm going to focus all of my energy on so i think for me my long-term goal um is to become an educator and to um end up hiring people yeah so i think it's very important to obviously do the right services, but it's very important to also um, make the services available for other people to learn as well. Because the more um, um, people that you teach, the more clients that you can get in return as well, because your um, image and your um, popularity is just growing from there. Um, So I would say probably my next, my goal for the next year or two would be probably to get my own studio. Um, And then the goal from there on would either be hiring people or um but that comes with a lot of pressure because you are putting food on people's plates at the end of the day when you hire them so I would want to make sure that I'm doing it in a really right way it's sorry I cut you off but I'm saying it's good that you see that like light at the end of the tunnel because if you don't see that in your own business nobody else can see that yeah what are you doing yeah oh if you don't see it look for a different career or whatever because it's if it's not there then it's not there but um even with that comes with like stress. I'm 100% sure that you have a lot of inner battles with your own mm-hmm. business ownership. So it seems like you have it all together to me. Or yeah, to it's very outside. stressful too. Yeah. Yeah. So with, how do you, and that's the thing too, deal with sorry, those moods? Cause everybody, sorry, everybody gets those moods. I'm sure even you, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, like I know you yeah. do, but how do you deal with them? Like uh, balancing everything, making sure that you bounce back the next day? Kind yeah, of. for sure. I think um, when we were in lockdown the last couple of months, I was very, very down and unmotivated and I just was kind of lost in my head. And I was just so confused on like, is this, I was had so much doubt and that doubt that others said and that doubt that I heard from other people was starting to take over. And it was just a very weird feeling for me because even though there was some clients that would reach out and ask me how I'm doing, whatever, whatever. I still wasn't able to see them. I still wasn't able to post new content. I wasn't able to yeah. work, you know, I wasn't able to do what I really wanted to do. So I would say in the last couple of months, I experienced that a lot actually because of the lockdowns and stuff. So I think the, at the end of the day, what makes me so motivated is my, for example, in the scenario of this last week was the overwhelming support and love that I got this week where I was just like, I wake up and like, my feet don't hurt from walking from the aisles of my retail store. They don't like, I feel so wow. just happy and just like heart warm that like, you feel my accomplished sending me. Yeah. I feel, you feel so accomplished. And it's such a different feeling. Um, like it's just, it's honestly unexplainable to know that like these strangers have picked me like these people yeah. that I have literally no connection to have known nothing to like, they literally don't know them at all. And they just saw a post on my Instagram and decided like, hey, I'm going to go and I picked her and she's going to do my service. It's such a amazing, like heartwarming feeling. You're that, you're that, that person I get now. 
towards like yeah I look forward to going to the salon and fixing myself up I love that the person is giving me that service so now you are that person for someone that wakes up oh my god today I can today's my appointment to get my lashes done Mm -hmm. my eyebrows done Mm -hmm. but obviously it's not always support is not from everyone it's not always like flowers and rainbows yeah some customers it's not yeah clients can be uh you know they can be bad but have you ever actually turned down a client before have you ever turned like uh no I wouldn't turn down but there has been definitely instances where like some people you just can't make happy and that's just the reality of things and if you run your and if you run your business on the terms of like I need to make every single person happy then you are just going to completely exhaust yourself and it's just going to be way too much Mm -hmm. so um although it feels like absolute crap when you do a service and it's not what the client wanted or if it's um whatever may happen and the client for example texts you or messages you a couple days after and says something went wrong it's like the worst feeling on the planet yeah but it's important to learn from that lesson like what happened what went wrong there why didn't the client i think communication with your clients is literally the top like building up our our report we do that exactly with patients i'm sure it's the same with with customers or clients and and not everyone Not every patient's gonna come. Hi, doctor, or hi, Nicole. I no, love you. No, not at all. You can just be quiet and everything. But um, and I think it's, it's all about, about adapting. Yeah, I was gonna say it's yeah. all about being to adjust and I guess adapt yeah. to that. And like yeah. the more bad experiences you have, that means the more the, the the better you're getting at it. Yeah, the better you can handle that experience if it happens yeah. again. Like I've had, for example, um. I had a client once where her eyebrows, she wanted them way darker, but I'm like, ma'am, like, this is just not possible. Like, you, I'm not yeah. giving you black eyebrows. And you're straightforward. So, like, I've obviously, guys, I've yeah. come to Nicole before. So if you need to go to her, 100% go to her. But she's 100% straightforward. She'd be like, I don't think you should do yeah. that. that. That's not going to look yeah. good. Because, yeah. and that's the thing, too, with, with growing your own business is don't force people to like you don't force people don't like hound people on when their next appointment is like people can tell you know that's how I am with my clients is Mm -hmm. I'm very standoffish like I don't come to you unless you come to me because I know what it feels like to go to an eyelash extension lady or whatever and she's like okay you think when's your next appointment I'll book you in for um whatever whatever and I'm like I don't even know what I'm doing that day like I don't know Mm -hmm. what's happening like I just I hate that feeling like calm down you got you got me like don't rush just wait let me go home look at myself in the mirror and absorb what I just did but exactly I I love the the, exactly the fact that you have so much basically realism because I'm I live for like being realistic and um Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like you just have it you just have it together but before we wrap up I feel like um because she does have a client so you know we have uh, responsibility. No, no, <laughs> I'm sure fine. we could talk forever. <laughs> no, it's fine. But I feel like our main take-home messages, I guess, in the summary is you gotta do you you gotta do it for yourself. And do you, you gotta do it by do yourself you. first to learn. Yeah. Because for self yourself. Yeah. For yourself, by yourself, because self, I guess, educating yourself is the key to it. Like I feel like you have gone through so much yeah. to not necessarily stay motivated it's it's about building your mindset and making it this mm-hmm. lifestyle like, this is my life now I'm a business yeah. I run this I own this and we can't really depend on these bursts of motivation it's about mindset mm-hmm. like do you do you agree yeah. with that you think for you it's 100%. the same yeah because there yeah. is days where obviously I 
And you, when it comes to my business, if there's a day that I don't post as much, you notice it. Like you noticed, you maybe yeah. missed a client that potentially would have come to you if you posted that one Instagram story. So it's like, it's the matter of staying consistent. Like that's the biggest it's, thing it's, that it's you key. have to do. Yeah. yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. You need to lower your expectations. Things are not going to come easily. There's a million yeah. people out there with the same idea as you. You just need yep. to be, you need to be just equipped. You need to be equipped and ready and just doing it. And uh, yeah. um, don't focus so much on being perfect right away, like you said, which is something mm-hmm. I'm definitely, I, it's advice that I've learned from you in the past like week. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but before I let you go, I wanted to ask um, if you had just one piece of advice, even if it's just one sentence that you can leave the, the listeners with for starting, for someone just starting out, what would it be? I would say just have an idea, a concrete idea, plan it out um, and just follow through with it because you will never know what happens if you never follow through with it. And two, I think going back to what I said earlier in the beginning of the podcast is people don't know your full vision. So don't Mm -hmm. give them like, don't think that they know what's missing because they only see the greatness that you're producing. They don't see what's missing. I love that. I think I think I love the last sentence you just said. And we're gonna leave it at that. But before <laughs> before we go, um, before you um I let you go, Nicole, where can people find you on social media? All that feel free. You have the next 20 to 30 seconds, whatever, to plug yourself. Go ahead. Cool. I don't have much social media, but you can follow me on Shuda Beauty. That's S-I-U-D-A um B-E. B-E-A-U-T-Y um, on Instagram and you can see all my work there. Um, and of course, if you like my work, you can come book an appointment with me and I'll be happy to serve you. Thank you so much, Nicole. This is amazing. Thank you and, for inviting uh, me. I'll see you soon on our private stories. Yeah. Yes. Just, before, <laughs> just before you guys go, uh, you've just listened to the Quarter Life Crisis podcast with your hostess, Shad Mamalchi and our beautiful guest, Nicole. Don't forget, you can always watch the video version on YouTube unless you already are. Subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're using. Leave a good review, whatever you want. Links to everything to both podcast and Nicole will be in the YouTube description. Wherever I post this, it'll be in the bio. Um, Have a good day, guys. I hope you enjoyed QLC with me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.